<laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I'm joined with me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing well. You know, I think I'm going to change up how I do the intro because I say, and with me is Luke, as if it's you're saying this after else. you've already done it in that way. Well, you know, maybe from now on, from, maybe this, that will be the last time I yeah, say, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> after a hundred episodes, here we are. It's uh, is this the one? I think this is the one. This is this is the one. <laughs> We're gonna feel like idiots if it's one hundred and one. <laughs> the most unceremonious one hundredth episode of all is time. Is this it? I think it. Maybe is. it is. Maybe been, it isn't. <laughs> I have like some goofy counts on like my file names, but like I've been like, no, it's not that. Even though that is the one that I labeled one hundred. This is actually. 100. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is it. What what else are we gonna do? It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Congratulations, Luke. I didn't think we'd make it here, Jordan. Looks like we made it. We've made it, it somewhere. Yeah, we did. An E3 of of all times. I mean, what a what a glorious time to be yeah. alive and be. I remember last the right at the beginning, I remember like one of our first episodes was like the eve of E3 or something. I remember <laughs> I that was so. like one of the first ones. I, I don't even remember last E3 very very much. Do you what do you remember what what happened at all? Did they do anything? Surely they did Cuz didn't it get canceled because of COVID? Did it com- completely canceled? Like there was nothing like I think not it even did because wow. like Life you know, sucks. they didn't have time to like pivot. True. I mean, maybe that's why I can't even <laughs> even conceive that's a good reason to not remember it. That's a, it not happening. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the thin vid. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just say things sometimes. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> this is what the show is about. It's all sometimes. about joking. Saying things. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, we should probably do a little less of that. We have a lot to talk about. There's, you know, a lot of these podcasts get all fancy and do several episodes, each one focusing on... <laughs> a single conference they have a plan then <laughs> they organize their thoughts yeah no no we're professionals Luke. we're improperly right. packaged so. no we're actually i'm going to re- rename the podcast now after 100 episodes properly we become packaged properly packaged we're going to cram <laughs> all e3 content into this box <laughs> into one episode <laughs> i think of us as the box that like you've moved with it a few times you know, at one point it held your dishes. Another point it held, yeah, your socks. I don't know, and it's gotten a few like kicks in the moving process, and you've had to duct tape a few things. But uh, we're still doing the job. We're yeah, getting it done. You might be worried about that <laughs> tape job on the bottom, and hoping that your oh man that your consoles aren't going to come flying out the bottom oh, of your box. It's a terrible thought. Yeah, when when we were just moved recently, I had all the consoles in one box. I was very much like <laughs> arms underneath the box. Precious on the side of it. My precious. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's oh, goodies. Let's do this. Let's let's get into it. Like, believe it or not, this is the worst time. I've actually 
been watching slash playing slash just listening to a lot of stuff. So let, let's let's get into it. I'm going to try to keep it brief. Good. Um, let's see. Listening to. So uh, Vacation Manor has come out with a new album. Their first, I think, full length album, at least in a while. It's self-titled Vacation Manor is quite good. I mean, it's very much your uh, bacon and eggs kind of like band kind of thing. There's not a lot of BS going on. It's not a lot of pop, not a lot of weirdness. It's just, it's just a band, you know, it's just a band, band, band. And there they are. It made me think of that Dane Cook joke where he's like, they were committing a B and E that is B&E. not a bacon and eggs. <laughs> that is a breaking and entering. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, that's, that's okay. It's always good to go back and reference that. Um, but yeah, this is uh, good stuff. Check it out. The f- I think this album does peak a little bit in like the first three songs that are just like really, really good. And then it's just like, it's, oh yeah, this is good. After that, there's a lot of like soft songs after that, but it's, it's good. It's still good. It's chill. Check it out. What have you been listening to, Luke? Sweet. Um, I wanted to mention a song, but before that, I wanted to mention a new thing that Spotify released because we are big fans of Spotify here. And we're sponsored. They just do everything really well when it comes to music, in my opinion. Um, and they release a thing called Blend, which is like you and a buddy, you send an invite to your buddy, and you both join the same playlist. And somehow through Spotify Magic, they like combine songs that they think you're both going to like. Yeah. Which is really cool because it, it shows like they obviously have some kind of like profile of your music interests. And so they're able to like compare those things and then just create this <laughs> playlist and <laughs> it's pretty good i i actually i've listened to the entire playlist for you and i well that All was right. weird the way i said that i've listened to the playlist that they set up for you and i That's actually now grammar. for like all day i've listened to it and there's a lot of good songs that uh yeah it's just jordan and i do share a lot when it comes oh, to yeah. musical interests so you know, there's a lot of like songs on here that we both had liked, and probably some that Spotify doesn't even know that we both knew already. Like you wizards, you know, maybe we listened to it on something else, or we bought it somewhere else. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think it's a cool way to like discover music that your buddy's been listening to, and maybe he hasn't mentioned to you. It's just a it's a cool thing. Um, Blended baby, and because of that, I discovered a song that I guess you had been listening to, John Bellion. Yeah, he has a song JT that came on the playlist, and I really dig that song. It's got a very unique sound. It's hard to even define his like way of doing stuff. It's like a pop kind of hip hop kind of yeah sort of like yeah. It's it's like hip hop, but at the same time, it's it's hard for me to say that it is hip hop because it's yeah. It's really just him talking. (laughs) There's not really any rapping. It's just like rhythmic like storytelling almost and yeah i enjoyed it it was pretty yeah. good so uh, it's, it's I think that's john billion songs jt yeah stands for john travolta yeah <laughs> <laughs> he says not over and over again <laughs> comes I'm abundantly clear john travolta no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah um Okay, what what I've been watching? All right, I've been watching a lot. Uh, I've been playing a lot too, but I'm gonna try to keep that one bound down to one, and I'll save some of the others I've been playing for next week. Ratchet and Clank. 
Uh, Sony was definitely not at E3. It's I said my opinion on that. I think it's super lame, and I, I feel like they are they're missed. But um, I've been playing Ratchet and Clank, the the PlayStation Five game. This is the first game that I've played, other than a, uh, Astro's Playroom, if you want to count that as a, as a PS Five exclusive a game that's not mm-hmm. on PlayStation Four. And yeah, I mean it's super impressive, super cool, and it's definitely like a step above, say something like uh, Spider Man more Miles Morales or. Uh, which is their last game that they made or, uh, you know, some of these other cross gen cross platform kind of games that I've been playing. Um, And shoot, it's great. I mean, as far as like the high tech stuff, I mean, it's a beautiful, it's uh, one of the best games I've ever seen as far as how it looks. And yeah, I mean, everyone's been saying that. So, and I I agree Um, as far as how it plays. Um, I'm not the biggest Ratchet and Clank person. I played the 2016 one. I really like that. And I really like this. Um, so I, I can't like talk about all the things that they, how this compares to the 13 others that have come before. I don't know how many have come before, but, um, I I don't feel lost in it. I feel like, you know, playing 2016s and going into this, it's not like, I'm like, what's going on. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is straightforward stuff. I know Mm -hmm. ratchet and clank is enough, especially after this 2016, which is kind of like an origin story kind of thing. Um, but the game's fun. Uh, things that I've noticed that they've really uh, improved upon is the speed. They give you things that are like like a run button, and then you get a dash button, which is probably one of the most satisfying dashes I've had in a game because he does this like interdimensional like multiplication. He goes, bloop, bloop. it's it's super cool. I can't even really explain it. And then like uh, later on in the game, you get like jet boots. It it just it's really fun and it's super solid. And yeah, it, it's just great. Um, that's insomniac been making all of the ratchet and clank games yeah yeah they have been all this time um this being said you know it it, i i feel so strange still i feel i'm still at a strange point this is the first game i've spent 70 dollars on you know i've i spent 70 dollars on miles morales but that was a special edition that came with spider-man ps5 version so that didn't really feel like it counted you know and so I, a lot of value there. I, yeah, I still feel a little strange paying uh, $70 for in, in, in a game like Ratchet and Clank. I mean, I'm going to be I'm not the kind of person who's like, you know, who equates time it takes to beat a game to price like mm-hmm. the value comes, I think, with experience like, you know, the early Uncharted games are like 15 hours long, but they're amazing. And I think they were worth full price at the time. And now that full price is going up and up, it's just, it feels strange. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not worth it. I'm not even done with it yet. I'm 10 hours in. I think I'm very, very close to the end. And I could probably squeeze maybe a couple more hours out of it, um, 100%ing, which I'm definitely going to do. All I'm saying now is it just feels weird. I'm not, and I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Yeah. It's just a, it's ten more dollars. It's ten more dollars than what I think would have obviously been a game worth sixty. And so it's a strange mm-hmm. thinking about it that way. But it feels strange. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't felt know. the same way. I've I have not bought a game since Call of Duty in November. Mm-hmm. And there's been games. Hitman was one that really tempted me. I really enjoyed Hitman Two and. I heard a lot of great things about Hitman 3 and I think the 70 really was like the thing that it's just like 
uh, I don't know. It was just hard. It's yeah. hard for me to get over that hump with that price. And it's I think strange. I think the whole like buying games individually, it really is short for this world because of what we're talking about. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of time between before Sony and Nintendo are gonna join Microsoft in the, you know, pay to play kind of thing. Just like all access a la carte. No, it's not a la carte. It's the opposite of a la carte. <laughs> it's a buffet. But uh yeah, like the pay to get your way in. I just you know, I don't know how their services are gonna look. I I imagine they will be different than Game Pass, just especially Nintendo. Nintendo has like this it just feels like this unwillingness to do things a <laughs> conventional way. It's like, even when it makes sense, yeah. sometimes they're just like, we have to do it differently because we're Nintendo and that's what we've always done. The people will be disappointed if we don't do it our own uh-huh. way. I'm not sure I agree with that, but it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Um, I hope it's not along the lines of what we've been complaining about before. where re-releasing games, making you pay know far too much for a game you already own but anyways i'm getting off track this the point is i think it's yeah it's just a frustrating thing that i think all gamers are probably feeling at this point and yeah and we're looking at games it makes it less accessible for younger kids who probably it's already very hard for them to buy a 60 dollar game or talk their parents into buying them a 60 dollar game so raising that first digit up just you know that's a big deal yeah um yeah, I mean, we're all going to see it. It's going to be a thing that the new Battlefield, we'll talk about that, $70. Um, but yeah, anyways, I don't want to end on that. Ratchet & Clank is obviously amazing. It's pristine. It's ridiculously good looking, ridiculously fun to play. And it's it's great. I mean, it's, it's just high, 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 high level of... Uh, quality here and so i I don't want to end it and saying it's not worth it or anything like that i'm not even ever i didn't even ever say that i'm just saying it feels weird it's just about the the price point in general it's not really about that game yeah it could even have been red dead redemption 3 or whatever it is even though that's a much bigger game 70 dollars. it's a strange thing um anyways ratchet clank's awesome about to beat it it's fantastic the hype is uh real um been watching a lot of stuff okay so on netflix i checked out uh i've been hearing a lot about this it seemed interesting to me bo burnham's inside um this is um a special on netflix Uh, i hesitate to say comedy special what it is bo burnham's kind of like a uh uh almost like kind of a uh weird owl in a way i think he makes fun of this himself saying like he does a lot of this but he doesn't really do much like you know parodies of songs he'll he'll he writes you know comedic songs that's what he does and his styles um usually some like synth pop and it's okay and he did the he quit comedy for a while for like a few years uh due to some mental health reasons and he decided to make this special when COVID happened. And so what he did, he recorded it and performed it and edited all himself. And it's all in one room throughout the year 2020. And uh, it's incredible. (laughs) I mean, I hesitate to call it a comedy special. Most of it's very funny, but it gets into some serious stuff towards the end. Some of the songs are serious. It's more about like, it digs a lot about his mental state, his mental health. And I think that's like a big thing about that. And it's interesting because I always talk about the toll that 2020 has taken on a lot of us. And the fact that 
a lot of people were already going through stuff and then 2020 happens, but he finds a way to make light out of a lot of it and talk about some real stuff about some other stuff. It's a lot of digs on the internet as an entity and how we use it. And But some of these songs, like, I, I honestly, uh, I think some of these songs are just like watching it as a musician. I'm like, wow, this guy is really good. Like really good. His like, it's not like he's uh Pavarotti with his voice. His voice is good. He's definitely a talented singer, but like his songwriting is fantastic. It's really good. And the fact that he did mm-hmm. all this alone and recorded all this alone, he did these really funny, like music video esque things in, in his room with light, the lights that he had and the cameras that he had and the, the, the limited effects he had. And the fact they just did it all in one room and it to be as creative and good looking as it is. It's just fantastic. Um, he released uh, just the songs on uh, Spotify and I've actually been listening to them. It, it's, <laughs> I, I recommend this. I mean, it, it's fantastic. Some of the subject matter towards the end might get you down, but not in a way that's like, super depressing or anything like that it's just it's great i i either way i i highly recommend this to pretty much anyone um really cool yeah um i don't have much to say about this one but i got around to watching army of the dead it's okay it's pretty good you know i don't really have much to say about it i just wanted to say that i saw it it's pretty gory it's gory (laughs) it's very gory it's a little too long i think to an, it's I didn't, I didn't feel the length but especially towards the end i was like it's still going i feel like you could have cut it at a certain point and it would have been better you know like yeah. especially towards the end where i'm like yeah huh the whole helicopter thing it could have just like skipped over all that <laughs> oh absolutely oh gosh yeah but it, it was fine i think i had some really some cool zombie ideas here and there where i'm like oh that's something i haven't seen in a zombie movie which is rare I mean, because there's a zillion of them. And yep. a lot of the action scenes are well done, well filmed, and well choreographed. I was like, this is a good action yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. This is good. This is a good looking movie. Um, and there's some funny moments. It, that That's pretty much it. But it was all right. It was an okay watch. Yep. Um, lastly, I went to the theaters and I uh, watched In the Heights. It's on uh, HBO Max as well. Uh, but uh, me and uh, uh, Amber and I went on a... Uh, a date and we uh yeah went to the keys and you know the restaurant the keys we didn't go to the key west or anything <laughs> a few drinks and went to go see uh in the heights and it was darn good man i mean it was really good um it's definitely a musical but it's lynn manuel and his stuff is very unique a lot of blending of things that are very traditional musical and then there's his hip-hop thing and his rap thing which is throughout it's very unique. The audience obviously enjoyed it. The only thing I will say, oh, yeah. well, it's not really Lin Manuel. I mean, it is and it isn't, right? I mean, I'm reading like the thing. Like, it's not directed by him. It's well, not yeah, even it's, written by him. It's just based on his musical stage play. Yeah, the songs is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, like a lot yeah, of the, the songs, everything else, like like that's his style. That's him. You hear yeah. that, and you're like, that's mm-hmm. Lin Manuel is the songs. Everything else, it's like, uh, like for instance, the the story, and uh, and the the director, he's the guy who did uh, Crazy Rich Asians as well. Mm-hmm. So he's been a he's mm-hmm. an up and comer, um, as far as uh, directors go. But uh, the movie itself, I think it was really good. Uh, only 
couple criticisms I, I would have is I, I started feeling the length a little bit. You know, it's a musical. It's based on a play. Plays are long. It's just how it is. Plays are long. Yeah. And there's not really a lot of getting around that. Uh, but as a movie, you got to just judge it as it is. I, it felt a little long, just a little bit. And especially f- for the story that it is. When I watch Hamilton on Disney Plus, it, it almost I can almost really forgive the length because it's such a sprawling epic story of especially in the time to- like in that time in history you're like watching like a biopic which are they're always long and it just it happens to be a musical um but with this it's definitely a smaller story it's a story about like in the heights is a perfect name because it's just about these people's lives who are in washington heights and it's just about them their dreams or whatever and it's nothing super heavy really in the movie it's pretty light Mm -hmm. As far as like subject matter, um, it's not like uh, there's not a lot of big things going on. There's not like this big political thing to it. It's just kind of, yeah, there's just these people who want to, <laughs> who have their goals and objection uh, uh, objectives and mm-hmm. yeah, and they're the barriers that stand in their way and uh, their relationships. And it's a smaller story. And you know, when those smaller stories are super long, it, you kind of feel that length a little bit, at least I do, but either yeah. way, the songs are so good. And the, the performances are ridiculous. That dude, I got, I keep forgetting his name is he's Benny in the movie, but he's been in a ton of things recently. He was in Kong Anthony skull Island. And he, well, no him, but you know, he's guy from uh, Corey Hawkins. Yeah. From, uh, Straight out of Compton. I had no idea he was that good of a performer. Obviously, he could rap from like straight out of Compton, but he's a good wasn't singer. He in, wasn't he in Army of the Dead? Was he? <laughs> no way. Wasn't he? <clears throat> I don't think so. Huh. I don't think he was. Am I thinking of the right person? Uh, let me see. IMDb, baby. I don't think no, he I was. Guess not. No. <laughs> But he he's great, man. He he's awesome. Like uh, I, I'm growing to really like that actor. In the Heights did a good job with it. But uh, anyway, check it out. If it, it's on HBO uh, Max, and I'd say what I would say is watch the opener, the opening number. And if you're not into it, you can turn it. You're at home. You can turn it off because that's what you're in for. That kind of shows you what you're in for as far as the songs and the dancing and kind of what the story is. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's about it, man. Sorry, that was a lot. What what you got? So, um, I finally finished the Fast and Furious. Yes, uh, fiasco. (laughs) Fiasco. Um, (laughs) It was a lot of movies. I mean, it was eight movies. So, yeah. um, But you know, there were ups and downs. But I will say, just overall, like other than the first one. The movies pretty much, I would say, just build on themselves and get better. I mean, there's things about the newer ones that, you know, maybe they're a little commercialized, but they're always fun. And the story remains good enough that, uh, you know, they're all really good movies, I would say. No, I should say they're not all really good movies. There's a, there's a lot of good movies in there that are a lot of fun. And I'm just a big fan. Um Man, fast. Uh, it's weird. These some of these movies actually, I think they 
titled them two different things and they never even really decided yeah. what they wanted to. Yep. Because if you go, like I was, I was watching one, your voodoo account. If you go to, I don't know what to even call it at this point. Furious seven is what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Um, it says furious seven when you click on it, but then when you, um, I can't remember how it went. It was like literally in the opening credits, it, it said something else. It was like Fast Seven or something. It was like a completely different title <laughs> yeah. than when you actually click on it. It's just they do that with Six too, where it's the opposite. It's like Fast and Furious yeah. Six, and you play the movie and it says Furious Six. Like what? Yeah, what's going on it's, here? That's crazy. It's like that's... they couldn't make up their mind. I guess I don't know. I think they should have just had like F and F five, F and F six, or or just FF. I don't know. Just like just simplify it. Just be like. Yeah, just because FF is, it sounds bad, but it, it it's like just easier to like see. Okay, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. I mean, whenever they, anyways, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but that seventh movie that was uh, that was hard to watch. Um, yeah, I know it's like, it seems silly because it's a movie thing, but I mean, you know, Paul Walker was a real guy, and he he really did die, and it was it was just tough. He was he was he was. A small piece, you know, obviously, but still a piece of my growing up years, <laughs> you know, watching yeah, his course. movies and not just the Fast and the Furious, but, uh, you know, other movies that he was in when I was growing up. And I, I definitely was tearing up, you know, at the end of that movie, they mm -hmm. they sent him off in a very emotional way. And it's funny the way they handled it, you know, watching that movie back in the day, I I thought over and over again, there's scenes where it's like, okay, I guess he's going to die here. He's going to get shot. He's going to fall, whatever, you know, they're going to kill him off in some way. And yeah. they just, they chose not to do that. Instead, they had the beach scene with everybody and it was just kind of a emotional thing that le then led to Vinny driving off. And then Paul pulls up to him and they have this like mini race there at the end. And then he just kind of drives off and yeah, I don't know what else I was gonna say about it. It's just I, I thought like I'd mention it. It was with the extra mile there, you know, like they didn't have to do all that. They could have just had to explode or whatever. But obviously, yeah. that's not as you know touching. To but to do this, it took a lot more effort to, to have the, his brother come in and do the face swap yeah. kind of thing, and and they did a pretty good job with it. I mean, yeah, they did an incredible job at it. So we were reading yeah. while we were watching it that actually most of that movie is his brother so like That's you crazy. think you can see where his brother took over but actually in the beginning which looks like paul like clearly he, he finished this right no it's like face swapping wow. like full frontal like having conversations with his face i i have no idea how they did it but i assumed at the end where they're starting to show like these weird angles and stuff it's like okay that must have been where it was no it's like 90 wow. percent of the movie it's crazy um I think it's some of the best substituting actors that I've seen. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it's funny how they handle it. So watching uh, F8, you know, <laughs> there's a point at which uh, Tyrese says uh, Brian would know what to do. And everyone's like, we, t we said we wouldn't get him involved. Like Brian and Mia, we're not going to get them involved. And yeah, so it's kind of like they kind of keep their characters alive in a way. And I don't know if maybe, you know, I think what I've heard is they're going to make an F10 and then that'll be the final one. Um, but maybe they'll have uh, Jordana Brewster, whatever her name is, <laughs> Mia come back in 
at some point. And uh, from what I've seen, she's actually in this next one. Yeah. She is actually in F9, which is strange to me that you'd put her, bring her back and then keep going Yeah, to say like, oh, yeah, what, I don't know what if they're going to address Brian at all. Yeah, what are they going to say? <laughs> Where's your kid? You the know? other thing I was going to say is, you know, it is kind of hard. It's hard to know what to do as in a director when uh, you have a case where somebody actually in real life died of a car accident and yeah. you're, <laughs> you're, you know, filming movies about these crazy things, including terrible car accidents that happen in the movie. So yeah, you kind of got to use kid gloves when you address that kind of thing. And I think they yeah. did as well as they could. So I really enjoyed my watch through and uh, definitely recommend it. If you're fast and furious, I think it's, it's nice to just get caught up on, you know, that, that had been, that was the first time I had watched through all of them again, since seeing them, you know, for the first time, second time. These are feel good movies, man. They're, watched they, it like this. Like it's weird to say, but yeah, these are feel good movies that are like, you're like, ah, they bring you back to a more innocent time. Like they say, turn off your brain kind of movies. Sure. Maybe, but the, it feels like they're almost in a way nostalgic trips because it brings you back to like just kind of a different state where you're kind of like, ah, I don't have to worry about anything. You know what I mean? For the yeah. most part. But, and I mean, you, you gotta like things like every man needs a code and how important family is. I mean, I think there's, yeah. there's important things that, you know, there's pro- kids probably aren't going to learn life lessons from it, but Corona. there is an important thing about having role models that represent good things. And, there's a lot of bad things about what these people do in these movies, but I think you do get a little bit of a sense of this is what's important in life. And I think it is a, it's a good lesson for kids to learn, like yeah. just to, to value family and, you know, take care of the people around you. I think that's, that's a good lesson to learn. And yeah. More and more all these movies. Yeah. Even as, especially as they go on more and more, I feel like they become more superheroes like for, I think from five on, yeah. they're like we are at this point pretty much superheroes, and we're yeah. we're they're transitioning into role models basically at that point. Yeah. Um, I played for a little bit Knockout City. I've played a little bit more since we talked, and yeah, it's a fun game. It's <laughs> I I think I'm just not naturally as good at it. It's kind of like how I've struggled with fighting games. I'm just for some reason I'm not as good at this game. I don't know why. I'm I'm as twitchy as it comes when it comes to first person shooters, but for some reason I can't get the timing down when it comes to like mm-hmm. catching and like I can dodge like nobody's business in that game, but when it comes to catching somebody's somebody's ball they throw at me, it just yeah. I struggle. <laughs> but uh it's a cool little, you know, small free to play game. It's it's neat. Yeah. Reminds me of uh what Rocket Rocket League reminds me of that a little bit, which simple I've enjoyed concept, me some yeah. Rocket League. Um, and the last thing would just be that, hey, Loki came out, so <laughs> got to watch that, and uh, yeah, enjoying that show. Absolutely, we're gonna do a big like spoiler thing probably when it's all done. We're kind of waiting for that, but yeah, I, I I'm with you, man. I, yeah, I, I but everyone that. should watch so they'll be prepared for it. <laughs> yes. Check it out so you can watch the spoiler cast. Okay. Um, let's do this. What, what do we do? do I, should I have like a suit on so we can do our E3 episode? <laughs> hey, guys, we're here at E3 and the madness is just getting... I don't know, whatever. However they Except do it. no nowhere to go. Because it is over, baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people are going to be like 
having like what, what or what's left to do there's not like a conference where a bunch of people are there's like those digital passes they were handing out or selling handing out i wish mm-hmm. they were handing them out there's so <laughs> i don't know what that allots you to do like i i, I assume the industry will tell us <laughs> would you assume there's going to be one in person next year yes i mean i'm not so much worried about like COVID or anything because i think that's pretty much in the past to this point, but more just worried about like the organization, you know, that puts on the electronic expo and if they have enough umph to like get it together after having to cancel one and then having an all digital one, which I would say the fact that this is E3 has really faded into the back and it's more just a bunch of conferences from Nintendo and Xbox. So I love the idea of E3 because honestly, it's always been my dream to go to it and I just haven't gotten to yet. So the fa- the thought that it'll go away forever and I'll never have gotten to go is just awful. It's depressing. It's a little depressing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good point. You raise a good point. I mean, we'll just have to see. I mean, it's all about the Benjamins. You know, are they able to generate enough hype yeah. and... And that's the thing. They might get some people, but not enough to like really a true E3, you know? Yeah. Well, let's see. Did it generate the hype in us? Let's, let's get into it and let's see uh, what these conferences had to offer because yeah, as you mentioned, as far as E3 is, is that's what it is for us. Normal, us normal folk is these uh, are these uh, conferences and uh, yep. we're going to touch on the major ones. I think I know there were a lot of weird, in between ones like horizon and <laughs> there's the pc one i mean we're not really pc gamers we're probably we're not we didn't watch that but yeah let's uh there's go the ahead big fatal frame reveal but we won't get into that <laughs> no <laughs> i can't believe the fatal frame yeah baby <laughs> fatal frame so funny <laughs> yeah, it's a long time coming i feel <laughs> Or long time, yeah, and then long it just shows up. Fatal frame. I don't know. Who, I don't know if it was awaited, but <laughs> someone was awaiting it. But no one. <laughs> Ubisoft Forward. It was the first big one out of the gate. Um, this one, you know, it's pretty easy to talk about. They didn't announce a, a ton of things. Um, I think we can. Hit, I think we could pretty much hit all the major things. I mean, they they opened with a. Uh, rainbow six extraction which as you you told me that's kind of like an offshoot right yeah so the last time we were talking it was called uh what was it pandemic or uh, quarantine quarantine yeah. <laughs> yeah and then they change it to extraction and yeah so Why? i i got to watch the trailer um because oh, quarantine is not <laughs> different yeah. connotation now yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah, much yeah. gotcha I think I was telling you, it was like, I'm, I think they dodged a bullet because <laughs> I think that game was slated to come out last year. And I think they pushed it because of this. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could have been uh, what pandemic. I mean, oh my God. anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to talk, think, and like come up with the E3 conference guide. Do you have a guide that I can follow? Yeah, let me. I, I only have one for Ubisoft and uh, Microsoft because the other ones I feel like I can remember well enough for reasons that I will discuss. Fancy but, uh, man, look at you. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> there's Ubisoft, and there is uh, there's Microsoft. 
slash Bethesda. So, I mean, I, I don't really have much to say about this Rainbow Six extraction. I, I don't know. This is one of those things where it's not, they mix it up and do the PVE thing and they're like, here, it's not as much focus on player versus player, but we're put some sort of force in here like zombies or mo- or a monster or basically <laughs> they look like alien zombies is what it yeah. looks like they are um yeah this was not at all what i wanted it to be um what i wanted it to be was a brand new game on which you had i don't know i just as much as i like siege and i've enjoyed playing siege over the years it's become more and more of a hero shooter. And it never was that in the beginning. It never was even close to that. It was, you are a SWAT team, you are a quick quick team, they call them, and you are responding to a terrorist situation. And so, you know, you're pitted against other human players who are the terrorist or the SWAT slash fast team. And, that was a really cool concept and bashing through walls and having different abilities was a cool, like side thing to it. And then they leaned so heavy into the abilities that it just became a circus. Honestly, like (laughs) there's there's people with these ridiculous drones over here and they got these spider web shooters over in this. It's like, (laughs) it's too much guys. Like it's too much. And the character models became more and more. What is the like, epitome of the hero shooter the overwatch I'm blanking on the name yeah <laughs> so it's it's become very much that overwatch thing and like overwatch has its audience and that's great yeah but that's very not different. me it's, it's very not, different yeah it's not me i'm not an overwatch person and i think i speak for a lot of people to say like we're more of like the call of duty modern warfare fans like we want our realistic shooters we want realistic you know gravity we don't want crazy abilities we are people who we're not a fans of the stupid call of duty advanced warfare where you freaking jump double jumping off walls and crap like that like (laughs) that was a that was a dark time in call of duty's history for us and you know for siege to become not that but like start leaning in that direction it was very frustrating and so for this quarantine game to be I mean, it is the epitome of a copy and paste job. Like every single character that they showed in the trailer is directly from Siege. It just looks like it's an expansion pack for Siege that now they're going to charge, I assume, at least $40, $60, I don't know. Yeesh. But what is basically at least a full game, if not like a full indie you know, price tag for a game. Yeah. And that just really frustrates me because I think it's a missed opportunity. I think like a zombie style game set in Ubisoft style is not a bad idea because people enjoy their zombies. A lot of people buy Call of Duty every year to play the zombies and unlock the story. And there's just a lot of cool things in that style of game. And that could have been really cool. This, it may still be fun, but the whole like hero stuff in that trailer was just like, oh. Please don't. It's like a know your audience kind of lesson, right? Yeah. I Wildlands to me is like the epitome of what where Tom Clancy should be. And then they came out with, um, I'm talking about Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon Wildlands was like, it was just a great game. And then that second Ghost Recon after that was, oh, it was not good. They, they oh, leaned too no. much into the story. The story wasn't written well, and it just fell apart from there. And anyways. I've said far too much about this game. 
Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, we'll see. We shall see. Next up is Rocksmith Plus. I don't have much to say about this. I just think it's, you know, that it's a cool thing. I think it's cool for a game to be like, we're going to help you learn how to play guitar. I mean, that that's I'm all for it. That's cool. This They, they introduced this in the last one, I think in their last uh, Ubisoft Forward, uh, Writer's Republic. You, you, uh, so hmm. it, it it's an in- interesting idea. I, I feel like Looking at it, I, I feel like it could either be just this really cool thing or disaster. I don't feel like it could be <laughs> it's anywhere in between. It's just this weird open world with just a, like a sandbox. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it reminds me of Forza Horizon, but a bunch of extreme sports where you're just like in this open world. You can right. challenge people at all sorts of crap, it, you know, or you can just kind of fly around on a hang glider or whatever i don't know there there seems the things that could be cool about it but i don't know it might be trying to do too many different things i don't know from just yeah from i think it's it. a really cool idea like you said but i don't see it catching a big audience but yeah i don't know there's there's a lot of people out there so this very well could have an audience that just doesn't connect with us yeah it's hard it, to tell if they pull it off and it's quality, good on them because this would be a hard game to do to be like we're gonna make the snor- snowboarding feel good, we're gonna make the, yeah. the BMX feel really good, and it's like how can you do all that and, it, and everything be equally good or everything just feels mediocre? Yeah. I, I don't know. Little Avengers problem. Yep. Um, <laughs> I you know I think that's one of the biggest challenges that developers have is, and I have no idea how they accomplish it, making things feel good. How do you design something that feels good like yeah you know obviously with time comes more talent and more skill to do that but still it's <laughs> the thought of like we have to design something cool we have to design something fun we have to do all these things and then the idea this like pie in the sky idea we have to make it feel good that's like <laughs> that would be the yeah. hardest thing to accomplish and the controls it's good just... on whoever can do that that's impressive it's like that weird middle ground where you're like, this, the controls feel a little tight or they feel a little yeah. too loose. It's like, good Lord. Yeah. How do you accomplish that though? You know, it seems yeah. like. I don't want that job. It seems like I smoke. Mean, it's like <laughs> catching lightning in a bottle kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they talked a little bit about Ray, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I really honestly don't remember what they talked about. Do you remember? I don't know. I think they're. I, I didn't watch this conference at all. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Um, Just Dance 2022 it's a it's another year <laughs> okay so it's, it's insane I they dedicated it's still going. yeah i know uh it, people are buying it i think this is the first year <laughs> believe it or not they're not releasing that the just dance series on the nintendo wii you heard me right the nintendo wii they've been releasing <laughs> those games on the that console because they would continue to sell this is the first one in a long they time substituted stadia for Wii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go it's either Wii or stadia folks um Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They spent some time talking about it. I know it's out, but uh, they spent some time saying, hey, thanks for playing the game because you liked it so much. We've prepared a bunch of stuff that we're going to release. Because we hadn't before now. Since you liked it, we did. I'm kind of pissed off about this, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I haven't beaten Valhalla yet, but I've uh, my, my, my wife has in from what I saw from that ending and how she was like, was that it? 
Yeah. This is how they get you? Really? Yeah. No, I refuse. Um, they literally did the whole thing and then just lopped off some sections at the end and said, we'll hold this back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Money, money, money. Oh, God. Um, they talked about some TV stuff. So they talked about Mythic Quest and uh, the uh, huh. Werewolves Within. I think that's, you know, a... Uh, what do they have to do with Mythic Quest? Uh, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, huh. Let's see. You, Ubisoft Film and Television. And so they apparently do something with it. I have no idea what, though. Maybe they're no producers what. or something? Yeah, that, that's huh. possibly. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. They showed some Far Cry 6, you know. <laughs> they did the, they're did. they doing this thing where you play as the, the villains of some of the past Far Cry games. Which uh, they're what a lot of people like the most about these these games, other than the gameplay, obviously. But they bring most of the character into these games, so it's I think right. this is going to please a lot of fans of the series. So they're bringing those characters into Far Cry Six. I don't think so. I think it's like you go into that the world of like if you're going to be pagan men, you go into the world of Far Cry Four and you do pagan men things. Hmm. This is what it looked like from to me, and same thing with the guy from hmm. Far Cry Five and Three and you know, all that stuff. Um, I don't even know what that would be like. That's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> you control everything. I guess it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, next up, they talked about Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. This is uh, this was the first reveal of this. I think it leaked like literally like a few hours early, unfortunately, but. Yeah, cool. I mean, this is it's interesting. Mario's guns, Jordan. Mario's guns. Huh. Uh, in this, they are like little blasters. Uh, I'm playing the first one. I've been playing it like off and on for the last uh, couple of weeks, and it's fun. I mean, it's it's an interesting game, and it's uh, cool to see another studio be so successful with Mario and uh, take the plumber right himself and do something cool with it you know that's not plumber himself yeah the plumber himself who has a gun um but Good yeah plumber this one looks cool looks great too looks like more awesome uh awesome strategy rpg stuff but no yeah very cool is it just a straight up sequel basically yeah that's what it that's what it appears cool. to be just to keep going and make it bigger and expand upon what they've uh what they've done and um, that, that's a strategy game yeah like uh think uh think uh x what am i thinking gosh xcom like mm -hmm. a kind of more accessible xcom mm -hmm. i'd think about it that way like, more rabbits no, filled xcom yeah nope take away the permadeath <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> it's a lot of fun it's on and that simplicity i think there's a lot of fun where you can just sit down you get it really quickly and there's still a lot of strategy involved and you still have to think on your feet and make good choices and yeah it's a it's a darn fun game it's like life think on your feet just and make good choices like, that's what that should be called mario plus rabbits <laughs> just like life just like life <laughs> <laughs> this was the big one more thing uh avatar frontiers of pandora this is their big uh their big thing uh there's been a lot of talk about it, I feel like a pan, an avatar game and I wonder if it's going to release along with the movie. <laughs> that, those movies. Maybe. Maybe they're talking about I next thought year. It was supposed to come next year. I think it is, isn't it? I don't know. 
It's about time. About freaking time. <laughs> so overdue. The boldest thing I could think of is the fact that they're like, no, it took us a thousand million years to make this one, but no, we're making five. Um, yep. <laughs> what nerve. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of hope the first one fails just because of that. Just, just despite, despite them. <laughs> um, what did you see this trailer, Luke? I saw a little bit. Shoot, I'm playing. But, it. I'm uh, playing. All right, cool didn't want the audio to end up in our podcast um i mean i don't really know what to say it looks nice i'm watching it right now (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously you're playing as a navi and you're gonna be running about yeah which is a cool idea i mean the the navi i mean if you've seen the movie obviously but if you've gone on the rides in disney world it's it's pretty cool i mean it's a it's a neat world to set a game in um in the least it's got a lot of like exploration potential absolutely um reminds me of just how much fun like red dead is just to go out and hunt just to like see the countryside um so i think in that way it could be really cool i wonder you said it looks really pretty so yeah i I would hope at least people enjoy it for those reasons I hope they lean into that and like give you a lot of reasons to explore because that that's the star of the show right pandora and uh that's what self games are pretty good about doing that i would say i agree um so yeah that i'm looking forward to that that's a really cool think of like odyssey i mean i i imagine it'll be along the same lines as odyssey was yeah if you do that and they're like hey there's people who have invaded this navi village over there we need you to travel over here but you're gonna need some resources i don't know Uh, i can't imagine there being many more enemies other than the uh marines or what space marines or whatever you want to call them um yeah. like, because it's like in the movie when you kill like uh, a creature it's like a sad thing it's like oh no return to awa you know it's very sad you're not supposed to enjoy that so it's going to be weird if there's like an army of the whatever and you're just like shooting arrows at them left and right yeah. i don't know if they'll do that but cool i mean i think this is a good choice i think you know i'm interested yeah. to see more I, I think it was a good idea for Ubisoft to get those rights to make the game, because if if they didn't get it, somebody else was going to get it. Absolutely, and so, especially if these movies are good. I mean, that's that could be huge for Ubisoft. Absolutely, looking forward to it. Um, that's pretty much it. What do you think of Ubisoft? I mean, yeah, um, you know, I, there's there's not a ton here that I'm super excited about like i said and and i'm a little bit sad to say that because ubisoft honestly makes some of my favorite games i i love tom clancy games i love them but i unfortunately this year i don't feel like there's anything coming out they they announced some what some crossover game where they're gonna make like a rainbow six ghost recon and um what's the other one overwatch i'm just kidding (laughs) What's the uh, oh gosh, the one they made two of, and now they've uh, they've stopped making any more of them. It's the other Tom Clancy game. There's there's three series right now, and definitely not Splinter. The one where you extract the stuff. They had the multiplayer and the dark zone, and oh man, the latest one was in Division. DC. Division, yeah. They're they're saying they're going to make some. That would be the only thing I would say really caught my eye. They were saying they were going to make some kind of like split thing that's like rainbow six like ghost recon like the division made into one 
I'm interested to see what that is. I think there was a conference or a like, I don't know, financial meeting or something of Ubisoft not that long ago that I remember there being reports that they see the future of their whole company being free to play games, which oh, that that is not what I want to hear yeah. because, you know, like I said, like Wildlands, um, Ghost Recon Wildlands, like those kind of games don't work as well free to play because that, that means you have to like buy a part of the map or you have to, you know, whatever you have to buy basically to pay, pay to play kind of thing. And I just want to buy the game and I want to play the whole thing. And like that ghost recon, for instance, wildlands, I got so many hours of replayability because for one thing, they kept offering like upgrades and stuff. So I'd, I'd jump back in and play and, it was another world where I just kind of explored, like we were talking about. I just go back in and just fight some guys, take over bases, and mm, so. Yeah. Anyways, all that being said, like the conference, I just I wasn't super excited. I, I'm interested to see. I wish there was more information on this hybrid game that they say they're working on, but yeah, yeah, little disappointing for me. It was pretty par for me. I, I, there's never been a Ubisoft conference where I've been like, oh my god, you know. There's never been one. There's always it's always like the same. I'll see a few things I don't care about. I'll see Just Dance, and then there'll be one or two things that pique my interest. And for that, that for this one, that's uh, Mario Rabbits and uh, the Avatar game. I'm like, oh, I'm interested, you know. And yeah, and everything else, I'm like, okay, it's just about par, you know. So. Um, this one we'll probably talk the most about is the, the Microsoft one because holy freaking crap, there is there was a lot of uh, a lot of announcements. We'll try to talk about the ones that uh, need to be talked about and try to kind of um, Starfield. They opened with Starfield. Um, this is probably the most I, I would say um, maybe this or Halo, the most anticipated thing that people have been wanting to see from this E3. Um, yeah, I mean uh, next year. Uh, november they actually gave a specific date november 11th what did you think of the trailer um it definitely got me excited uh i think we've talked about it when we were watching it together it yeah, just we actually got together for it shows a lot of teasery things i mean it's yeah. not really it's a big reveal but at the same time it's not really a big reveal so yeah i think it's really this is being drummed up because it's a lot of media people who need to make a big deal out of everything that happens because they need they need people's attention which it's funny i'm saying that because we do too for you to listen to our podcast but please listen you know it's fun <laughs> i'm excited but this was nothing it was nothing. just a was cool little video that doesn't show anything at all but what i thought was cooler was Todd Howard later said this is a space Skyrim. And yeah. he said this is a Han Solo simulator. And that alone was like, okay, that is something. That's more than I think yeah, I got out of the whole something. video. It's like now I can like put some meat on the bones of what this game could be in my mind. Um, you know, this this was really just a taste at what the style of the game would look like and I, I, I'm guessing just me completely spitballing here. I'm guessing what they showed in that trailer is like right at the beginning <laughs> and you lift off in that ship and then the game actually starts. That's, yeah, that's sure. my guess. And I kind of hope it is because that means they haven't spoiled anything for me, but yeah, I'm super excited about the idea of a Han Solo simulator. Yes, that's yeah. You kidding? That's me? something I didn't know I wanted that now I want. I w yeah. I wish they could have showed something that a little more substance that just kind of showed a little bit of gameplay yeah. i mean there's another, like a minute a of minute. like the first person perspective or third person whatever they've chosen 
of like the person going through and like looting something or mm-hmm. shooting yeah. some animals. I don't know something. Well, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really excited. It's just, yeah, it wasn't a big reveal. Like everyone's been saying it is. No. Uh, stalker was the next thing. They spent a long time on this one. I'm surprised. Not like too long, but they, you think this is one of the ones they spent the longest time on in this whole conference of, of Microsoft is stalker Two. Yeah. It's, it's a first person shooter and you know, there's a lot of people who want, want that and it's exclusive. So, yep. Yeah. I, I, did not i don't think i've ever played i never really saw a lot about stalker one it's just kind of a game that went yeah. under my radar completely yeah i don't know anything about it but it it was a good trailer it it made me want to play it i mm, i like the graphic nice. style looked really good yeah it looked um, really good anything that's going to like push my ex up a notch you know from yeah. so many next gen last gen games that i'm playing now i'm i'm ready for that i'm I'm definitely on board for something. You'll be getting it soon. Looks boy. really good. Um, Back for Blood. Um, not a lot to say here. I mean, we've seen this one. It looks like a really nice Left for Dead, like really good. Um, the mm. big news here is it's a Game Pass game. That's yeah, really big deal. I think that's really the whole the whole message of this entire conference is how many games Microsoft has been able to rope into their Game Pass. It's yeah, it's impressive. Thirty two games or something. It's that, that, but holy crap, it's on Game Pass. Now, Contraband, they didn't really show a lot for for that. I have no idea what it is. It's really just a, <laughs> a, a what, what do they call it? A tone piece? Where <laughs> they just kind of yeah. show little bits of uh, concept footage and then the, the, the I, I have no idea. They're from Avalanche. People do Rage and Just Cause, Rage 2 and Just Cause 4. So, sure, and for a pew pew pow pow fun time whatever it is but yeah i was trying to go through the trailer remind myself yeah it's like they don't show much of anything yeah. at all a lot of open world games oh you know? yeah i know that was a theme of this um interested that, to see more from contraband yeah yeah i'm sure we will relatively soon maybe uh, never never mind they didn't give a date who knows maybe we won't <laughs> but i'm sure we will <laughs> um battlefield 2042 we talked about this luke on our last podcast we just talked about battlefield we got it yes sir right before e3 and during so (laughs) ea thank you thank you all right they did the thing i really appreciate it this is exactly what i wanted i wanted a shooter to finally say okay the year is 2021 it's time to ratchet this crap up to 11 yeah and that's exactly what battlefield did this year they didn't go back and create a historic shooter. I think, you know, history is cyclical, let's be honest. And that's just what this is. <laughs> you know, we had we had those it's like Battlefield, Call of Duty, what what Underground, what's the no, that's a I can't remember what the other franchise that's now gone away, but all of those started off like Medal of Honor. War War Medal of Honor. <laughs> yeah. For some reason I was thinking Medal of Honor Underground. But uh all those games started off as a World War II shooter. They the graphics caught up. They went to modern age, and then they went back to World War II shooter. And now we're going back. So it's like this cycle is starting back over again. Yeah. And Battlefield, I think, is the well. I mean, Call of Duty Modern Warfare did it, but honestly, that was that was a very near future game, which I love that game. But that was not what twenty forty two is. Twenty forty two is saying. This is what the future could look like. We've got some like crazy future weapons in here. 
it's nothing like too distant, but it's like far enough off. You're not in like, space with jetpacks. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's 20 years from now, and it's like, okay, the environment's going crazy. You know, you have these newer weapons that have newer abilities than we do in this year now. And I just, I love the idea of like environmental things taking full effect on the battlefield while you're competing yeah. on what, 128 people or something. That is wild. It was very big. I, I can't remember exactly how many, but uh, I'm really excited that <laughs> I think, you know, as much as I'm sure everyone took note of the tornado, which they really seem to centralize on, which is, mm-hmm. which is really cool. For some reason, the thing that got me was like the flying. It, it was in the first trailer that we saw. It actually wasn't in the Bethesda Microsoft um, conference, but the flying of the jet behind another jet, yeah. and then you turn real quick, jump out, fire an RPG, <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow you get back into your jet in midair. Yeah, that's fast and furious. I don't know there. why. That just was like, oh, that's so ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of. It looks like there's a lot of cool stuff like that that you could do, yeah. like this, like a playground shooter almost, where it's just like we've opened it up so much yeah. that there's gonna be some <laughs> crazy stuff, stuff that is uh, is able to take place on the battlefield. So yeah, cool. And it's interesting they're going back to the whole no campaign, which I don't even know if Battlefield has ever done this before. This is an all multiplayer game. Um, yeah. What was it? There, I was trying to say there was. There's been a game that most recently did it, but was it the go? Was it called? It was. was it Modern Warfare that did it? I thought it was Modern Warfare. No, no. There was definitely a campaign that was awesome. Oh. Um, yeah, can't remember. What do you think? There was a game that definitely it? just recently did it. It was like, hmm, it's interesting. What do you think about that? I'm charging full price for it. Um. I don't know. Uh, it depends on the game. Um, yeah. I think Titanfall was an example of a game that did it that I think it yeah. fit really well. Um, and, you know, I played Titanfall 2, and I think it was a good game. I, I enjoyed the the campaign, but it, it still felt like a campaign that was bred out of a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. It, it very much felt like they went back and it was like a, a secondary thing, you know, it was an afterthought really. And I think the campaign kind of suffers when it's like that. I, I like it when a world is built off of a campaign and then the multiplayer feels like it's a part of the campaign. It's like a branch off of it. Very much how modern warfare felt it, it literally some of those same maps that you play in the campaign, you play in multiplayer. And it's like, this is cool. You know, it's, it's neat to play through that campaign and then play the multiplayer and like see those set pieces that you were, you know, just fighting the terrorists on in the campaign. So I think, you know, now I say that, I think I want to say the uh, like cops versus robbers battlefield did this as well. I don't think there was any campaign in that. I don't know. I I think you should charge less. And I'm kind of surprised that they're doing this as well with like games like Warzone going free to play and, having you know the largest audience and still being a money printing machine it's just it's funny ea would make that um decision but uh yeah i think they just don't have their like free-to-play system down to where they they feel confident enough that they can do what activision has done but i i think they will move in that direction in the future um 
it'll be interesting to see if this is seventy dollars. Has this been announced at seventy dollars? It has. Really, yeah. I, I'm surprised to hear that. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we'll we'll see though. We'll see what I'm sure they might be announcing. Maybe something else. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. There's enough of a game there for me. I don't know if there will be for other people though. Yeah, yeah. That that's the thing. Um, next up was a little ditty called 12 minutes uh this was uh, announced last year it's uh coming out in only a couple months here in august 20 uh august 19th this will also be a game pass game um yeah this yeah. looks like a one of those cool loop <laughs> we're in a loop <laughs> we're doing a loop yeah i mean one of the coolest things is i think this will tell a real story that could be interesting and yeah and they have some some good star power behind the, the voices here um yeah I'm, I'm interested to see how the storytelling is if anything um it, it'll be probably the most interesting thing will be like how good of a story is it and how is the gameplay you know and and do those yeah. two things mesh well because if you can get both of those things right this game could be amazing Exactly. But, it doesn't uh, even take that much. As long as the gameplay is satisfying enough. It doesn't have to be crazy. It just has to be what you do feels good. That's all yeah. you have to do. And the story is good. Replayability. It makes you keep coming back enough to like finish it too. I want to see all the eventualities. Yeah. I can imagine this being good. And, and you know, I don't know how long it is, but if it's a short play, that's perfect for like Game Pass. Pick it up, experience a quick story for like five hours like firewatch you know there's not a lot of gameplay there but the gameplay that was there felt appropriate and yeah um good story um psychonauts 2 i don't have much to say about this one i feel like this game's been coming out for like four years you know and maybe it has it just i feel like it's just (laughs) it's been like delayed and delayed it just Every time I see a trailer, I'm like, still? Goodness gracious. Maybe that's because I'm not a fan. That's probably how a lot of people felt about Kingdom Hearts 3, where they're like, still with this? Isn't it That's definitely how I felt. <laughs> yeah. So if for Psychonauts fans, I'm sure they're hanging on every trailer that's coming out. But for me, I'm just like, another one. Okay. Yeah. But it's coming soon, August 25th. Game Pass. Uh, Party Animals. It's Fall Guys. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's more of a brawler than just like a knocking off and yeah. fall. It's a, yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's a lot less. Uh, it's one of these like weird, janky um, kind of physics based kind of thing. Like we talked about this a little bit, how there yeah. seems to be like this whole thing around like jank, like fall guys like this is in like, you know, goat simulator, knock the dad and all that stuff where it's just like it's kind of controls are weird. And that's yeah. like the game. <laughs> It's it says in the thing like ragdoll, but it's not just that. It looked like glitchy. It was weird. Yeah, you're like it was like their movement was like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it was just I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that one. And then we have a uh, Somerville Game Pass. Um, this is a uh, shoot. It looks like we said Inside, right? It, it's the from the yeah. one of the guys from who did Inside and Limbo, and yeah, it looks like that alien invasion family fighting to survive. Pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I think I think this looks like it could be really good. Yeah, you know, it's another one where it's like the story is going to be everything in this, and the, the gameplay art style is just going to like boost up the storytelling. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. 
Uh, here's the big one, right? Uh, you called ha- it. Yep, you you did. You really did. Uh, Halo Infinite, baby. Big big focus on multiplayer. What'd you think, Luke? Yeah, I I don't even know if I like that like campaign the- stuff they had before the multiplayer. Honestly, it was like this is weird. I don't I don't feel like I'm getting a sense of what the campaign's actually going to be like. Um, I actually like the original campaign trailer. I, I just I wish they'd done that style in like the new improvement so we could be like okay this is what it looks like now versus how it looked before but uh multiplayer yeah i mean it looks it looks great it looks like an evolution of five and that's exactly what i wanted it looks like they've taken it up a notch my concern my small concern i would say from what i saw is if you remember what halo has gone through (laughs) there was halo one which was just this solid great shooter that just brought all these people in then there was halo 2 which was just this amazing improvement on halo that just it at i remember back in the day when halo 2 came out i thought this is it like they've perfected multiplayer first person shooter gaming of course i was wrong i look back now so many improvements but it was a huge leap forward then there was halo 3 which I would say it was more of a leap sideways. It wasn't so much a leap forward. They, I remember in that trailer, they showed off like Chief jumping down and putting the shield over him. Yeah. And honestly, after playing that game, a lot of those things they added, they could have kept him out of the game. It just, yeah, it didn't end up being that much fun. It, it seemed like it could be cool, but it wasn't. And so that's my concern with Infinite. I think. This looks really cool. I think it's going to be fun. I think the new guns that they showed off looked really neat. You know, that looked like the DMR was definitely improved. Um, hopefully, the assault rifles improved. I've always had a problem with the way the assault rif- rifle feels. Um, but that's getting me distracted from my point. My point is just that they've added a lot of extra things here. And the grappling hook is a huge change. And I think it definitely has potential to be cool. Yeah. But it also has potential to ruin the feel of movement. And it's a big thing. You've got people like grapple hooking behind you, and you've got like these cheap kills happening for people who aren't as good. That can ruin the competitiveness of a game. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm skeptical a little bit, but I think it looks like a lot of fun. I just mm-hmm. I have a little bit of concern. I'm wondering how you use it. Like how I know you can grab like weapons and like hook yeah, shot up certain places. <laughs> yeah. It looks like you can use it a lot, but I'm wondering what I'm wondering is like how much free reign do you have? What can you hook shot onto? Are yeah. there only certain and how long is the charge up? That kind yeah. of thing. Too. I, I wonder, yeah, is it one of those things that you'll just be using all the time or yeah. Yeah. I would guess just, there's a charge up cause there almost always is with any kind of ability in Halo. Yeah. There was with the Spartan abilities, and I'm assuming this is just another Spartan ability, mm. kind of mm. like boosting and slamming and like yeah. the rush charge thing, which changed Halo 5 multiplayer hugely, and I think in a good way. I think being able to like move faster was something that Halo had definitely suffered in the past, and 4 just really didn't feel right. It felt weird. It, it didn't feel like Halo at all to me, mm. especially multiplayer. Well, I think this left a really great impression on me. And I think a lot of people like kind of like the opposite of how it was at the last time Halo Infinite showed up. I think uh, this is probably one of the more impressive games that was shown um, all conference long. And uh, 
Yeah. It's definitely one of the ones I'm most hyped about. I think it looks great. Like I think it really does look great. I'm excited about the campaign a lot. I just and I and you can see the improvements that were made visually. I think like I'm thinking more in like light, lighting was a big thing that was I think uh, yeah left me wanting in that uh, first first trailer, first gameplay trailer. And this it's been greatly improved. And so I, I think. It looks great. I think it looks great. And I think it's probably, I mean, the, the only thing it's it's holiday, right? This holiday, they didn't give yeah. a specific November, December, whatever. So, but it can't the other be big reveal off. was free to play multiplayer too. That was a big thing. That's crazy. That is crazy. Whether you're game pass or not, you get to play yep. the multiplayer for free. That's wild. Yeah. I, I wish more first person shooters would do this, but, uh, yeah, you can't give away the farm, I guess. It's, it's different when it's a first person, first party game and you know, yeah. pushes pushes console sales, pushes subscriptions. But it's like you look at this and then you look at Battlefield that 70. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that yeah. that that hurts a little bit. It's going to hurt all these other studios that aren't offering a Game Pass style thing. Yeah, you're like this game looks just like this. Why is it this price? Yeah, or, I yeah. don't know. I, it, oh, it's it it makes it tough, doesn't it? I mean, I, I don't envy the position that a lot of these other studios and a lot of these other yeah. uh, developers are are in. But yeah, it's the world we live in, man. Um, Diablo two. We've been seeing this game for a long time. I don't really know what else there is to say. I mean, we've known it was coming. We've seen it already. I don't really. But is this a Game Pass one? I don't think it is. But it's, it gets so hard. It gets so hard because so many of these are Game Pass ones. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. A Plague's Tale. I have no idea what this game is. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Plague's Tale is a series. Yeah. Games, but I have no <laughs> idea what it is. I, I really don't. That That's a series that has just kind of <laughs> nothing that I really know about. For all I know, it's a card game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was a series. It's not a card game. Um it is, isn't it? Maybe so it's, it's a not. plague tale, and this is requiem. Um, I guess I I shouldn't even be talking about it. <laughs> I'm sure the the biggest plague tale fan just happens to be listening to this podcast. Um, they showed another Far Cry Six trailer. What do you, What are you thinking about Far Cry Six? What do you What do you What's your What's your feelings on that right now? I think it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Um, I just. It's one of those games where 70 is going to be a little steep for me. It the, the trailer honestly didn't look great. It looked to me a lot like the last time I played Far, Far Cry, which I think was three, three or four. Might have been four. Um, yeah, it, the, the graphics looked as good as what I'd been playing on Xbox One. So I was a little yeah, yeah. disappointed to see that from like a super AAA game. Like this is as big a budget as you get, really. <laughs> yeah, I think the last one where we were like, "Ooh," was when we saw Far Cry Four, and it's kind of since then, it's kind of just been more of the same as far yeah. as visuals are concerned. I mean, it looks fine. It feels plateaued. Yeah, it looks fine, but it's going to be a while. I think maybe the next time they'll come out with something that's like, "Whoop, this is it, next gen." But it looks good enough. Um, it will be a sixty dollars game, even for next gen. I'm kind of looking up the pre order prices, but um, looks fine. Um. Slime Rancher 2, Luke, game game of the show for you? <laughs> this one, I do remember when Slime Rancher 1 came out, there was a lot of talk about how good it was. I don't know anything about it. I just remember 
people saying it was really good. I I thought it won some small awards for indie game or something, but uh, I haven't played it or anything. I just do remember some talk about the first one. So yeah, yeah, that's all I know about it. Interesting puzzle shooty thing. There's a new snow snowboarding uh, franchise in town. Looks like Shredders. Yeah. This was kind of where we started getting like some great graphics here. Looked really nice. Yeah. Like it looks real clean. Really clean. Yeah. Just as good of an environment as you can ask for a snowboarding game. Yeah. Looks really nice. Um, Atomic Heart. God help me. I don't even remember this one. What was going on here? Oh, yeah. This one was insane. It's like oh, eight yeah. <laughs> different games. But I have no idea what this is at all. Yeah. It says in this description, a Bioshock-esque shooter. How? I don't remember. I played Bioshock. I don't remember any of this stuff in Bioshock. <laughs> it does. I can see how it feels like Bioshock. Just the zaniness Just a of crazy version of Bioshock. Yeah. Well, like the, the way... Like your your view of your weapon and like the way he's interacting with the world is, yeah. The yeah. song was so weird. It's so just, weird. It puts such a weird like, yeah, tinge to the whole trailer. <laughs> and there's like some lady that has like mind control or something going on. It's yeah. Who knows, man? Replaced. So this uh, it's like a pixel art kind of mixed with almost like a three D ish environment. And let me tell this. I, like when I was watching this, like like halfway in, I was just like, "Sorry, that's trailer music." I was just like, "Whoa!" Watching this one, this one looks cool, man. I, I don't yeah. know, like it looks like kind of like more of like an action two D game and less of like an inside kind of like puzzle platformer. This looks more action oriented. So everyone knows what's happening. I'm trying to watch these trailers, and every time I start it, it goes full volume. Oh my god! So that's what's happening. You gotta love it. But man, looks cool as can be. It's coming out yeah, next year. It does year. look really cool. At some point, it's a great it looks art style. Awesome. Just, yep. Yeah, it looks great. Um, one of the ones I'm more excited about, like in th- throughout E3, it's one of the ones I'm almost like surprisingly like, wow, I'm really excited about that one. Uh, Absolutely. Game Pass, baby. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, next up is uh, Uden Chronicles, Hundred Heroes. I, this looks like uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, like a Japanese um, anime ass games here on uh, Xbox. This one looks all right. It's kind of like a. Uh, it looks like Octopath Traveler for people who know that. It's very similar in they look. Said spiritual successor to Suikoden. Suikoden. Okay. Um, but it looks looks pretty cool. I, I would say so. Shoot. It's your world, bro. You tell me. Looks fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks good. It looks good. Uh, the Ascent. I don't I don't remember this one. Okay, yeah. We've seen this one. This was in mm-hmm. like that first uh, a conference that they had where we're like, here's a bunch of gameplay. And so, yeah, here we go. Twin Stick Shooter. Um, I believe. Yeah, Twin Stick Shooter. Futuristic. Yeah, like a not top-down, but like a... What is that? Second-person perspective? It's like this sideways yeah yeah i don't know the name (laughs) i don't know the name it looks cool (laughs) it does look cool it's uh it's the game of the year it's the same perspective as uh hades hades yeah yeah same perspective isometric is that right i don't know um i don't know the proper (laughs) use for isometric i know it's like you know 
That's what the yeah. kids are saying. That's what the kids are saying. All the kids at school say it, Dad. Um, <laughs> Age of Empires 4. I mean, this is a PC game. This is like the only one that was like on Game Pass on PC. Sorry, everyone. I can't uh, believe we're on Age of Empires 4. I thought... <laughs> Thought we we're on like seven or something. It takes right a now. long time, Luke. The ages pass by slowly. Rome was not built in however long it's been. I don't know. <laughs> is this one that was on PC? Is that what you were saying? And now it's coming to console? No, I think it is just PC. I think it's like a, a Game Pass for PC. You know, hmm. um, I don't Xbox think Cloud Gaming. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, whatever that means. Whatever that means. I guess that's the phone stuff. Yeah, I guess you can play it on your phone, maybe. But maybe not your console. I don't know. I wouldn't imagine. I don't know if I'd like playing Age of Empires on my console. I mean, I don't know if I'd like playing Age of Empires, period. But on the console, even maybe less so, where I'm like, ah, dragging my cursor over to give this village more wood. Jeez. <laughs> it's weird. Like right at the end of the trailer, it says, play it day one on, with Xbox Game Pass. But it's really Game Pass for PC, so yeah, is that? I think version. they should drop the Xbox there and just say Game Pass. It is a weird thing, isn't it? Um, how it's like Xbox, like super implies a console yeah. is involved, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they have this weird messaging here. Uh, Outer Worlds too, like <laughs> what a funny trailer. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can really say. I'm glad it's coming. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean that game. That game is a great RPG. It's. It's what every th- everything I wish that Fallout was, and time and time again, Fallout just falls short. Ah, nice. It just seems like Bethesda like just doesn't. They just don't cook it enough or something. And hopefully, you know, the bigger budget of Microsoft allows them to like get some of these bugs out, you know, pre-launch. But yeah, <laughs> Bethesda yeah. has a history of coming out with a lot of those flagship franchises with. I mean, Fallout 76, like, mm-hmm. glitches plagued that thing for a long time, and Which Fallout 4 was the same way, and so, I don't know why, but the Outer Worlds team, I guess they, maybe they aim a little bit lower, and so they're able to have a more glitch-free game, but that game was great, and I I think about that game a lot, and wish I could go back in there, and I just, I have less time now than I did before with a baby, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can spend a lot of time in the outer worlds, and there's just a lot of cool, cool things to explore. Oh yeah, I ho- I, I personally do hope this is a next gen only game. Using the SSD of the new consoles, I feel like a game like this can really benefit from. And uh, it, mm-hmm. yeah, I I very much am looking forward to it, even though regardless, actually. Um, last this two. This is it. This is this is the one. You think this is the one? All right, Forza This is definitely Horizon. the best. This is the best part of this conference. As much as I'm excited for Halo, Forza Horizon 5 just it took the cake. It looked absolutely stunning. I cannot wait for it to come out. I just want to play it just because I want that beautifulness on my screen. <laughs> yeah, as far as visuals, this is the best got to be the best looking game I've seen, I, I guess, right? Yeah. It has to I be. think from anybody. This is just the best looking game. Yeah, it, it looks insane. Like it it does definitely look photorealistic seeing these uh vistas. You see the car drive up you're like holy crap. This is It feels a lot like the uh, flight simulator yeah. but in like driving form, which is which amazing. Just even more impressive in ways because you're right up in that world yeah um it, mm-hmm. it's it's wild um i 
very surprised this is coming to last gen. It's crazy that this is going to, they're going to be able to, I'm, I'm sure it's going to look a lot like scaled down maybe on Xbox one. I would hope but, so. I want my, my $500 to have paid for something. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> but either way, it looks phenomenal. Like the lighting effects, the draw distance, the details yeah. and, and so far in the back are insane. It, it's crazy. I mean, these games I am infamously horrible at. I'm terrible, <laughs> miserably bad at forza games any game that we're driving doesn't involve the word cart um i am (laughs) very bad um so that but i'll definitely drive around a little bit just to be like holy crap look at this but uh yeah wow um there one more thing was uh next uh uh, it was a bethesda game called redfall i mean uh which this arcane studio Right, who uh, gave us uh, mm-hmm. Dishonored? Um, yeah, I mean, they, it was a CGI trailer. They didn't really show game yeah. yet. Um, it's just a little like to, story trailer. Yeah, um, I think it looks pretty cool. What do you What do you think of this? Yeah, it's it's kind of like what I said about Star. I keep wanting to say Starlink, <laughs> Starfield. Um, that you know it didn't really show us what this game's actually going to be like it just showed you okay it's an open world hero shooter that's basically what you got out of this i mean it's more than starfield i should say the starfield showed us nothing this this at least was like okay these are the enemies and this is what it's going to be like it didn't but what what all i mean is it didn't show you like minute to minute actual gameplay what it's going to feel like you know what you're actually going to be doing accomplishing it's just this is a shooter. You're going to have hero abilities yeah. and you're fighting zombies. But uh, I, I always am down for any open world shooter. So that alone has me interested. I don't know if I'm going to like the cartoony art style. It's not my favorite. Um, it's a little overwatch esque, but definitely interested. I mean, heck it's going to probably come straight to game pass. So 100%. I mean, I'll be playing it. <laughs> Um, I, I enjoy the fact that it's vampires. I mean, we don't get that enemy very often in a game where it's vampires, like something that's pretty seems pretty hard to kill, and uh, something that where it's just not just like zombies or a monster that you can just blam blam blam, blam that have certain probably weaknesses. Be really fast. Yeah, and they'll have different abilities. It looks like it looks like that. It's that kind of adaptation of a vampire. We're like, oh, it's this strong one, and this one can fly and face through walls and crap like that. I think that's a really cool uh, bad guy to have in a shooter like this. I think it's kind of gonna maybe set it apart, and uh, have you'll have to play differently. You can't just throw bullets at it presumably at least. (laughs) But anyways, this is this was a great conference. I think this was. Really good. We'll talk about probably uh, what uh, I'll, I'll say what I think the best one is when this is done. But this was really good. I think they all had a lot to offer, and there's a lot to get excited about here. And so, yep, yeah. Um, there's three more to go. I mean, believe it or not, but honestly, especially these next two, we're gonna run right through them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Square Enix did the conference right after um, Microsoft's and. Uh, you saw you were there for a bit of it. You had to go, but you saw the beginning where they spent 15 minutes on Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it in showed a basically conference. three different like versions of the same thing. 
I was like, it's still freaking going. Yeah, exactly. They showed a cutscene, then they showed another cutscene. Behind the scenes version of the trailer you just saw. That like really got me. It was like, I don't need to see a behind the scenes of the reveal trailer. It's so weird. It's like almost like they had that they were like Square Enix. They were like looking at the shelf of games they needed to release and they forgot Guardians of the Galaxies in the back. Oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. Release all the media you have for it right now because yeah, holy crap, this game's coming way. out in a few months. We forgot. My bad. <laughs> um, you know what? The sad thing about it is this game looks perfectly fine. I mean, I don't know how it's going to yeah. turn out. It looks yeah. perfectly fine. I like that you're just Star-Lord and you're not all these other people. You just play Star-Lord and you're making decisions. You're calling out moves for your team to do and you're they're it's doing a classic adventure game. Yeah, and it's a one-player game. They're not trying to ham-fist a multiplayer experience into this. I think it looks perfectly fine. It's just such a weird thing when you're doing like there's very few games where I want something so in-depth <laughs> during a conference where I'm just like, what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. It ruined it. It I, I was really excited when I saw it. And then the hype just like died on the it vine. Really did. I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Go to the next game. We get it. Microsoft and even Nintendo too, they're really good at having a really crack and pace when it comes to their conferences. And they're like, here's a game. Okay, here's a game. Okay, here's a game. And there's not freaking like developer interviews. It's, yeah, very strange. Um, if anything, the developer comes up and says, we are really excited to be partnering up with Xbox for our game, Sudadudu. So enjoy this trailer. <laughs> like That's all they do. Yeah, absolutely. And Sudadudu looks really good. Sudadudu. <laughs> um okay so man all right so i'm not gonna go through thing by thing by thing because honestly there's not a lot to talk about i mean they they did a trailer this was probably the worst part for me they did a a thing for final fantasy one through six and i was like oh my gosh finally i get to play these games on my console on my switch maybe oh my good they're doing a pixel perfect version of these games for mobile and steam only Mm. I, I'm not alone here. A lot of people are super mad about this, and it's just so stupid. What a what a In big the article I'm reading on Polygon. They didn't even mention that. <laughs> it's such a bait and switch. It it feels yeah. so dirty and ugh, ugh. What a, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Honestly, for most of this entire conference, which is not a good thing. And they they spent more time talking about Life is Strange, which they already, like, a few months ago, had a special, like, digital event, which also mainly focused on Life is Strange. It, it's just so strange. I, have you heard anybody who's playing Life is Strange? Um, Amber has played Life is Strange 1, and she kind of stopped midway through because she was just losing interest. It has a fan base, but it's not the... In my opinion, at least, it's not the kind of game you want to spend this amount of time at during a press conference like this. This is that's that's what my point is. It's like, where's the audience that's like demanding? We want Life is Strange remastered, and we want a new game. And that's and what we they want have. Interviews, and we want to talk all about it. It's like these are get the kind of games where if you want it, you want it, and you show a little bit of it, and you are yeah. like, oh, good, more of this, and you get it. To me, it's kind of like Just Dance. It's like, if you want a Just Dance game, 
we got a solid game, new songs. It's like we got a new life is strange, new stories, new like cool things we're addressing or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's great. I could care less about that, but that's great for whoever wants yeah. that. You know, I played a little bit of the first one. It's fine. It's just not something I really <laughs> want to spend all my, my time playing. It's just, and it has its fan base. You don't need to, you don't need to do this. You can release a trailer at almost any point and the people who want the life is strange will find it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, more Tell of me that. about Babylon's fall, Jordan. I don't know what to say about this. I mean, they kept saying it's so funny how they were like near autonoma, near autonoma. You like near autonoma, right? We're, we're working with platinum games again, just like near autonoma. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, the, the fact the, the combat of near autonoma is like maybe a third, maybe of why I love that game. It, it right. It, that's not enough for me. It looks this Babylon fall Babylon looks fine. It looks fine. It looks okay. I, there's nothing there that is pulled me in. This the whole world in the story that Nier has set up in the environments and just and the th- the the things that you do are so interesting in those games. The combat is only just part of it. Honestly, the combat's good too. The combat's right. good. I look at this and I'm like, the combat's probably going to be good, but am I going to care about what I'm doing? I don't know. Platinum makes a lot of games. Right. Some of them are great. Some of them, uh. um, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, it just w- w- it was strange to me how much they were like near Autonoma because that game yep. has such a fan base. Um, and they were trying to play into that, which I think any fan of that series probably is thinking the exact same thing I am. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, um, get the story story director. You know, uh, what I keep forgetting his name and we'll talk maybe um i don't know what to really say luke uh, about this uh i think this is the next thing they showed uh strangers oh my god like paradise oh thank you it, final fantasy origin that's a horrible title I, I know i'm being negative <laughs> here i don't mean to harp on um what this is is basically like this is a retelling of uh final fantasy one the first final fantasy game this mm-hmm. is like uh some weird retelling of that in like a kind of different setting um but with a souls a, a dark souls kind of style of uh progression huh. um i think that sounds like an excellent idea it really does okay so but <laughs> a few hours they released a demo of this a trial um Unfortunately, when they released it, the trial didn't work for like hours and hours and hours on end. It just didn't work it, on PlayStation or whatever. It said, nope, this doesn't work. And so they released a patch. Okay, it works now. Um, after I got home from work today, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of this. I'm going to play a little bit. Um, and so I was able to play it for maybe about an hour. Um, a storm came and knocked off our power while I was playing it. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> it's just okay. Surprise! So it doesn't feel Final Fantasy enough for you, huh? Um, no. I mean, it feels like it's like what they're going for with the Souls. I mean, I'm not a Souls kind of person, so I can't tell you if this is something a person who likes Souls would like. But what I can say is, there's something about it that's extremely unappealing. Um, and I think that comes down to the visuals are a huge part of it. It's just not, 
it, it <laughs> is not a good looking game. It, it's kind of just, <laughs> ooh, man, it, it looks just, it, yeah, there's just, again, nothing about it that looks nice. I mean, it just, <laughs> that's just all there is to it. It has a gothic art style. If you like gothic art styles, you can yeah. be like, okay, that's cool, but it's, trailer. but presented in, in a very jank kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know what there would be for me to pick this back up again. I played a little bit of the combat and like the combat feels decent. I mean, it doesn't feel like a disaster. I'm playing the combat. I'm like, okay, the controls are responsive. They do the things I would like them to do. It's a little bit like, you know, how souls is where it's like, you don't feel like you're not a superhuman. There's only yep. like a certain amount of things. You fighting can do. in mud. Yeah. Fighting in mud. There's a little bit of that. It actually maybe a little bit less than a souls game. Right. But there's nothing for me here. That's what I'm when I'm looking at this. I'm looking at these characters. I'm listening to them talk. I don't like what I hear. <laughs> I'm watching the game. Yeah. I don't like what I see. And I'm playing it. It's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> so I guess we know how you feel on that one. I mean, dude, this is how I feel about the whole the whole kit and caboodle when it comes to the square. This is probably this is a very disappointing thing for me. And I'm not like you. I've watched the square presentations for a few years now. They're like Ubisoft. I'm not, they're not like, they're never like a banger. They're always like, there's a few things that I'm like really excited about. Right. Usually that's it. And maybe a few things I don't care about something. I'm like, Oh, okay. About that's usually how it goes, man. Th- this was just for me, like aside from guardians of the galaxy that just outstayed its welcome, which looks completely fine. Right. Yep. Everything was just dud after dud after dud for me. I mean, yeah. So it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. I'm a huge fan of Square Enix most of the time. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And, the, and it talked a bunch about mobile games. If I, in case I forgot to mention that. Um, <laughs> um, before we move on to Nintendo, we got to talk about Capcom a little bit. Capcom was arguably equally disappointing. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting much. I'll say that though. I wasn't expecting much going into it. So that lessened the blow for me. But let me tell you, Capcom's was a big nothing. It was really nothing. Like honestly, they had a 30 minute presentation. Um, it was all stuff we already knew about. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Like yeah. 100% every and the, to, to their credit, a lot of the stuff that we knew about are things I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like have fleeting interest in at least. I feel like they're all in on Resident Evil, really. I mean, that's I'm like kidding. where they have like all their powder but they did the thing where they like said because you wanted it so much we're gonna do dlc oh please as if like we took a vote you were gonna guess do what DLC. we're doing you a big favor <laughs> by high buy some more crap <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were gonna do this whether we asked for it or not it sold yeah. a lot people um <laughs> Yeah. yeah that that was only only new thing that was it that there's going to be dlc everything else was a known thing monster hunter stories 2 known thing that game looks pretty cool I'll, I'll play the demo um that uh ace attorney chronicles known thing amber's interested in it cool um shoot was that it <laughs> pretty much it says monster hunter monster hunter rise is getting new content yeah like, yeah 
And then they like they ended it. And they're like, and we're gonna end it with our. Uh, they're talking about their uh, fighting tour. game esports, and I was like, oh boy, this looks like a really good opportunity to announce something about a fighting game. And all it was was, hey guys, we're over here and we're doing stuff that esports people do, and we're announcers. <laughs> esports is really cool. We play a lot yeah. of Street Fighter Four. It's a great community, and it's awesome. See you later, folks. <laughs> I was like, yep. Just watching it. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like the main takeaway for me with this one is like, did they? Sony didn't show up. I'm sure there's a lot of things that maybe Sony isn't ready to show. Maybe there's some stuff they want to show on their own terms. I'm sure there's some stuff they could talk about. And you wonder if some of these studios may have had an exclusive with Sony to show it off on their stage too. So they may have had to hold something back for that. It's a possibility. So I know Final Fantasy 16. That's a that's a Sony exclusive. Maybe they have, yeah, the, the you know the say into the, when they show it. I mean that's a high po- possibility. Maybe. <laughs> While we're talking about that, there was no Sony stuff on the Microsoft stage. <laughs> no, like we were yeah. joking about we were last joking week. about it. We did not see Deathloop or uh, yeah, <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. Nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll they'll get their promotion eventually. Um, no more heroes, Jordan. No more heroes. So no more <laughs> heroes. All right. So we're talking about some Nintendo stuff. I, we just watched that. I just watched that uh, today, this afternoon. It dropped in the noontime. Okay, so yeah, No More Heroes. Actually, funny enough, they did not actually uh, appear in the uh, presentation yeah, itself. Weird. It showed up in the treehouse, but uh, it, was, it is strange because it's a, one of the bigger games that you feel like they would have given up. You oh, were a yeah, big I fan know. of the early one, weren't you? Yeah, I, I really love No More Heroes 1 and 2. And I'm all on board for three. I don't really know much about it, to be honest. Like every time I see it, I'm like, okay, it looks like exactly what I would expect from a normal Heroes 3. It's more of the same. Graphics look better. And yeah. Um, shoot. <sighs> Nintendo announced a lot. I'm not going to talk about everything. I kind of just wrote down a short list of things that stuck out to me <laughs> there's a lot of things here and there they 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 do the whole rapid fire thing and they're like and next and yep. next and next yeah um some of those things maybe they don't need to talk about in a, a lot of smaller things, like things. a lot of smaller things that is for sure uh, i'm going to talk about some of the bigger stuff they opened with uh uh kazuya is in smash brothers if you're not familiar he is one of the main characters and mainstays of the tekken franchise um, if you're going to pick someone to be like your representative for Tekken, he'd be one of the three that you'd pick. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be so many freaking fighters in smash. Yeah. Yeah. There must already be so many or 82. And once the DLC is Insane. done, there will be 82. Um, that's so many. Is there yeah. any fighting game that has that many? Other than Smash? Hmm. Not that I can think of. <laughs> no, I can't nuts. recall. I can't recall off the, off the top of my head. I remember thinking <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom 2 had a lot. And it did, yeah, a but lot, but 82? Uh, I don't know about that many. Um, yeah, there's one more after this, apparently. Well, apparently, they're, they're finishing up their uh, Fighters Pack 2 after this next one. So... Um, I, I'm I'm happy with it. It's definitely not a fire that I was like, yes, like standing up like Sephiroth and getting yeah. 
pumped up, but I- I'm happy with it. I like seeing if John Wick comes, you will be standing up <laughs> screaming. I will probably faint because <laughs> I-, I will not understand in my entire he just comes basis in with a machine gun and just levels the other characters <laughs> that being said this was a dark trailer oh my god i know kazuya and that family are known for throwing each other into volcanoes and all that crap in the story of tekken <laughs> but for this game the cutscene to open up with ganondorf's dead body in the arms of some buff dude as we see him be tossed into a volcano is not something i expected to open the nintendo yeah (laughs) and then like he proceeded to like throw other characters in they like made it a joke as they went on but it was really funny actually but uh like they're screwing with us right um yeah cool character Uh, you know not blown away but i'm pleased um i'm gonna kind of go through a few here uh, one of the biggest ones that people are happy about, this was a completely unknown game, was Metroid Dread. So as we were talking about uh, last week, Metroid Prime 4 is nowhere to be seen. It had to switch hands to a different studio. And so they were like, hey, guys, Metroid Prime 4, it's coming. We're, we're working on it. But but here's this. Um, and I think that worked. I think this worked. I think a lot of people... Are very happy about this. See, I'm this not. This is what I was asking about. Yeah. Glad to hear we got a reveal. Yeah, Metroid Dread. It's not Metroid Prime Four, but it's a 2D 2D Metroid. So there there are people actually who are more excited about this than they are for huh. Prime Four. So hey, this was a good good idea. It looks good. It looks quality. I mean, um, yeah. Why does it say Metroid Five at the beginning? Yeah, I, I that's a count that they've never really worried too much about. So I have no idea why they said Metroid Five. I mean, I guess some of the Is Metroid different than Metroid Prime. Yeah, there's the Metroid Prime series and there's the Metroid proper series, which are just hmm. 2D's 2D games, and then the Prime series is a first-person shooter. Um, so. But this yeah. is a 3D game, right? No, this is a. It has 3D cutscenes and 3D models, but okay. this is a si- a side. Now I'm seeing game. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks good. I think people are going to be very pleased, or are, are very pleased with this, and the fact that we haven't gotten a 2D Metroid game in a long time. And yeah, there's so is- many of these games that just look like the epitome of what I would have wanted to play when I was growing up. It's right. like. Just these amazing side-scrolling graphics with these cool dynamic cameras. It's not something I play as much now, but like obviously back in the day, like especially on like Super or uh, Game Boy, was like that was all I played because yeah. you know I mean that's all there was really side-scrolling games, but it looks really cool. Yeah, I think so too. I think they they were smart to do this. Um, few other big things. Uh, WarioWare is coming back. If you don't know anything about WarioWare, basically what it is is not many games. These are micro games. These are games that literally you do it in seconds. You solve it in seconds. They're real. They're funny, uh, and they're 
satisfying to do. It could be like a thing pops up and you like have to do it real quick. Like here, do this. And you're like, wait, what? It'll be like, shave it or whatever. And then there's like this statue and you'll see that he has like hairs on his armpit and you have to like shave it off real quick. It's like one of those move brain game one. kind of thing. Yeah. It's a really goofy version of that. I played it. I played the one for the Wii. I played the one for the Game Boy Advance. They're fun. I mean, they really are. I, I don't know how much this is going to cost but they're i hope it's not full price because these games are are just thirty dollars seems right to me but i don't know what it's going to be um they, they might have a pre-order for this one let's see wario wario where let's see i'm just wanted to <laughs> i know it's hmm I'm not seeing it on Amazon. I'll, I'll check back in on that one later. But either way, this is cool. I, I hope it's an affordable price because these are. this is a game that should be a little bit more accessible for uh, anyone to jump into without spending $60 or even $50, I think, might be a little too much. Um, but still, looks cool. They're adding multiplayer to it. This is a fun game to play around friends where you just sit around like, oh, and just laugh, and it, it, it's it's fun. Um, speaking of party games, they had Mario Party All-Stars. Uh, Seems cool. Yeah, this is cool. All What it is, basically, it's like they've taken uh, the Nintendo 64 Mario Party games, mm-hmm. made them look good as crap, and released it in one game. And it's like 100 mini games, on, and they bring back all these boards from the old games. And it's great. It's like, here's your Mario Party collection. Right. But... They're basically like what people wanted for like uh, Mario 3D All-Stars, how like those games are like, you know, just up-rest. This one is like actually a remaster and they're like the current models for Mario in the game. Mm-hmm. It looks good. So <laughs> Mario Party Ultimate, basically. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, good idea. I'm not a big Mario Party person. I <laughs> If it's at a party and people are doing it and someone suggests it, I'll do it. But I'm not, I don't think I've ever bought a Mario Party game in my entire life. Yeah. Um, it, I, I don't have enough friends who want to play it. And also, when you do, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> um, another one I wrote down here is uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Um, if you're not familiar, I'm not that familiar. So I'm going to try my best here with Shin Megami Tensei. Um, I'm only interested now because of me playing Persona 5 recently. They are kind of like brother and sister series from what I understand, Shin Megami Tensei and Persona. They have similar um, archetypes and similar characters and similar themes. And they're both turn-based RPGs. And the new one's coming out for Nintendo Switch. So it looks Mm. pretty cool. Looks interesting. I'm going to be paying close attention to it to see if it's a game I'm going to buy. Um, I'm going to go. I, I There's a bunch of other stuff like this is coming to Switch. Oh, you know, Life is Strange is coming to Switch. And, you know, mm-hmm. this, this, that, that. Um, the big thing, obviously, is uh, Breath of the Wild. Fatal Frame. Oh, Fatal yeah. Frame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Fatal Frame. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, the sequel. Yeah. We don't have a name for it yet. Apparently... The name is a spoiler, which is weird to say <laughs> that. They said it would reveal too much of the game that they're not ready to reveal yet. Does that mean it was like what they have to reveal it at some point? Urban <laughs> you know? suffocation, right? The opposite of Breath of the Wild. Uh, urban suffocation. <laughs> 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 
<gasps> We're going to the city. Oh my God. <laughs> there are so many people here. <laughs> it's a small city too. <laughs> really congested. <laughs> I can't get anywhere in this Urban city. Suffocation. I can't get I anywhere. I love it. Here. I've named it. There it is. <laughs> oh God. Um <laughs> So, I mean, they, they talked about the, the 35th anniversary of Zelda, which it is. Um, and they basically just talked about the uh, Skyward Sword for just like a hot minute because the remaster is coming out. And then they uh, talked about their little game and watch thing that's going to have three classic Zelda games on it. Fun if you want to, <laughs> if you have the money to blow on such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Breath of the Wild. Uh Shoot, man, I, I I don't have much to say. It's isn't that funny that I I just don't have much to say about this, you know. Well, apparently they didn't show a lot, huh? That's what I'm reading. They didn't show a whole they lot. Didn't answer a lot of questions. I think they have given <clears throat> a lot of people <laughs> what they need to make theory videos until we get more information. I think there is a lot of like theory fodder for the people who are looking for it to say, what right. does this mean for the Zelda lore? What is this? Oh my gosh. Because it looks like there are two, two areas we play at in, in, in two versions. I don't know if they're two versions of link, the same link, or if it's two characters, I don't know because they show it opens with, you see a person sky who, city. Yeah. Who most people <laughs> presume to be link falling from the sky, going into the sky, sky cities. And mm -hmm. so, that's interesting because that's there's a lot of implications there because they are releasing Skyward Sword um, the, the next month, the remaster, and they're saying, oh my gosh, Skyward Sword is going to be connected to this in a really big way because that game is about the beginning of Hyrule and how people lived in islands in the sky. And so mm -hmm. it, it, a lot of lore implications for what does this mean? What is happening? why does link look so different here and then we go back to looking like we're playing on hyrule and link looks like we remember him it, it seems it, like they've developed like a really good game and now this one's gonna be like very heavy on story that's what maybe. i'm getting from this i, I know and i i'm all for that if they want to get dig really deep into lore into story and I, i'm i'm all for it um uh yeah i mean like when I played Breath of the Wild recently, you know, I, it's just another part, a piece of me going, how could you even do this again? What would you even do? And so I, I'm looking at what they're doing. It does look like they're t taking some bold strokes, maybe, um, which I think is the, the right thing to do. Even if it's not Breath of the Wild, it might be the right answer. You know, yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyways, I'm still excited. I'm real, even though I don't have much to say, I'm really excited. I could talk probably for a while about lore and stuff, but we're not here to do that. I, all I can say is I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I, I'm I just really looking forward to see more. And I will say I am a little bit disappointed that we're not getting well. To my knowledge, they might really release more information about this stuff after Skyward Sword HD comes out, but. I was really hoping they would release Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on Switch, which is what was rumored. For now, those really good versions of those games are stuck on Wii U. And uh, I don't know. I, I'll I give you a chance to rebuy them soon enough, Jordan. 
Thank you, Nintendo. That's all I ask for, really. <laughs> Just please give me a chance to spend one hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> I don't. I hope they're not that much, but. <laughs> But yeah, I'm really excited about Breath of the Wild. I just, I, I'm more interested to like look at people's theories and look what people have to say and look at every little detail and go back to Breath of the Wild and be like, look, it's that or whatever. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> and of course, I'm looking forward to finding out more about what this game is the next time they release something. I just hope it really does come out in 2022 and yeah doesn't get pushed year after year after year i think they might be learning their lesson but who's to say (laughs) yeah who's to freaking say this might be maybe breath of the wild 2 will be like how breath of the wild 1 was and how it will release day and date on the switch and whatever comes next (laughs) switch pro maybe yeah who knows but anyways that's it we ran a little long but i knew we would i knew we freaking would sorry to keep everyone up so late (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i said that we're the ones (laughs) who are up late shoot yeah (laughs) (laughs) but what i would say i think microsoft comes out on top here for me personally i i really enjoy nintendo's but i think i think microsoft had a lot more that was just exciting to me and just (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot yeah. there was a lot and a lot of just awesome stuff they showed nintendo was good i was not disappointed with nintendo but i think microsoft came on top for for me personally yeah i would definitely agree i mean there's there's some things i'm excited for here and there but yeah. obviously i'm more of a fan of xbox um it's the console i own but i think even if i wasn't i i think i have a decent way of like looking at things you know backed away from you know how i actually feel and i think i still would feel that way just because game pass is a big deal like it doesn't really matter even if you're like a hardcore playstation fan and you hate xbox there's just i just can't see how you can't say you know that's something xbox really does have over on every other company in the industry right now and uh, this conference really proved that it just the ability to give somebody a very inexpensive monthly cost to have access to all these games and a lot of third-party games now, which is crazy. I, I think that's that's just nuts that they're able to like sell those companies on allowing their game to come on the launch to Game Pass. But I am so glad they did. It's just it's a big deal, and and the fact that Microsoft has all these studios that are in the works with all these games. I mean, there's a lot of games that they had announced before, like in the showcase last year, that they didn't even talk about. Specifically, Avowed, which I'm like, that's my big game for Microsoft that I'm looking forward to, like finding out what that's all about. They yeah. didn't say anything about that game. Uh, but the fact that they added Bethesda also on top of Game Pass, obviously we've talked about how big a deal that is, but it just gave a lot more like meat <laughs> onto this whole conference. And, you know, yeah. opening with Starfield obviously was a big deal, but uh, it's really exciting. So, yeah. And uh, what, a lot of fun. what I will say, um, 
yeah, in, that's saying a lot for me. I'm 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 a huge Nintendo fan. Usually, Nintendo takes the cake for me in every single one, even over Sony. I'm like Nintendo, but yeah, I mean, what Microsoft did, I think, was as you said, it's undeniable. What I will say though is uh, something I hope that Microsoft does, and I think they will. The, a lot of the games that I am looking forward to the most and most curious about with uh, Microsoft and Bethesda, I know Elder Scrolls is a thousand years away. <laughs> but I'm looking to you, Avowed. I'm looking to you, Fable, to show me when you come out to give something a little different. You know, there's a lot of diversity within the shooter genre on on Xbox. A lot of stuff, a lot of single player shooters, a lot of um, team shooters, a lot of just you know classic first person shooters. But I'm I, I want some other stuff too. I know there was some indie stuff that had yeah. some some things, but I want. I'm excited for so many Western RPGs coming because that's like my second favorite genre. I want them and I'm looking forward to them. And I think, and it's crazy that, that Microsoft will be the place to go for them. And I'm excited to see what they have in store. Uh, I'm just kind of like holding on like, yeah, show me a Valve, show me Fable and show me the new Elder Scrolls. But I might have to wait a little bit longer, but even still, even still, I'm extremely excited for Halo. I'm excited to see what Starfield has to offer. A little scrolls in space. Come on, um, yeah. And some of the sh- these shooters, yeah, I am looking forward to them. But yeah, awesome showing from Microsoft and whatever Sony has to offer down the line. Go ahead, show it to me. I'm I'm curious to see what you're gonna do, Sony. I have no yeah. idea. Your absence is weird. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting for? But Luke, it's been fun. It's been a two-hour podcast. I knew it would be, but. Yeah, we'll do a thing next week, huh? Yep. It's <laughs> All been right. fun. It's been fun. All right, I'll see you. See you.